On today's show, political factions in Germany argue over EV incentives. Chevy clobbers Ford at the 24 Hours of Daytona, and a look at some of the design cues on the new Cadillac CT6. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for February 1st of 2016. Germany set a goal to have 1 million electric vehicles on its roads by 2020, but it's way behind that target. Only 30,000 EVs have been registered in the country. So the country's vice chancellor wants to offer over $2 billion in incentives for EVs. But Germany's finance minister is dead set against the proposal. He says the government shouldn't be helping to sell cars, but instead should spend the money on improving the country's charging infrastructure. Those in favor of incentives are worried that Germany could lose out on battery production if it's not able to grow the EV market in the country. And speaking of electric vehicles, they may be the cheapest to operate if you only look at fuel costs. A report from the Transportation Research Institute at the University of Michigan shows that it costs about four cents a mile to power a battery electric car. That compares to nine cents a mile for a fuel cell vehicle and 10 cents a mile for a gasoline-powered vehicle. But those comparisons also depend on what size of the vehicle you're comparing and the cost of the fuel. The study assumes you're paying electrical costs of 12 cents per kilowatt hour. It figures hydrogen for fuel cells costs $5 per kilogram and $2.35 for a gallon of gasoline. So your results may vary. And still to come, we dive inside the Cadillac CT6 and look at the race results from the Rolex 24. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Last week we focused on the front end design of the new Cadillac CT6. Now let's move our way to the back and we'll start with a feature that many probably won't even notice. The CT6 is the first new Cadillac to get weld-on exhaust tips, which President Johan de Nyssen says will be rolled out on future Cadillacs as well. But the brand sees this as a more authentic approach to exhaust, and it has a bit of a performance cue. The rear taillights, as with the front, are easily recognizable as a Cadillac, although you'll notice a slight tilt inward and a bit of a hockey stick at the bottom, which the automaker believes creates a bit more of a dynamic appearance and also speaks to the athletic nature. I disagree a bit here though. I saw a CT6 and an Audi A8 next to each other from the rear, and I think the A8 looked more substantial because the lights are mounted horizontally, helping to convey visual width. You'll notice BMW and Mercedes have horizontal rear lights as well on their big cars. But maybe in an effort to combat this, the center high-mounted stop lamp, or chimsel, has been moved from the deck lid to the top of the backlight. It's a long, thin LED lamp that flows with the overall profile of the car. And this speaks to what the designers want people to see in the CT6, a car that's sophisticated, refined, and simple with unique details that have a technical quality to them. 
Motor racing fans were in heaven this weekend as the long winter drought came to an end and we were thrilled by a spectacular Rolex 24, the 24-hour sports car race at Daytona. Eleven different automotive manufacturers participated in four different racing categories, providing plenty of around-the-clock action. The overall win went to a Honda V6-powered Ligier prototype. The top car in the prototype challenge class, a Chevy V8-powered Oreca, finished in 18th place overall. The GTLM class was a nail-biter to the very end, with two Corvettes taking the 7th and 8th overall spots only half a second apart. And an Audi R8 took the GTD class, placing 14th overall. Early in the race, the radically designed Delta Wing put in a dominating performance until it crashed into a disabled car on the track. And the four GTs made their debut, but finished far down the field after running into a number of durability issues. The next race is in mid-March at the 12 hours of Sebring, and you can bet both Ford and Delta Wing are chomping at the bit to show what they can do. Mobility services seems to be the hot topic in the auto industry right now, and even Hyundai wants to get into the game. That's next. True love will find you in the end. Hi, Dad. When you're committed to the job, but don't give up and your tires can't be weak in the knees. True love will find you Let him go. in the end. Durable, dependable Firestone tires. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Pretty much everyone agrees that mobility services will have an impact on the auto industry, but some are more bullish on the segment than others. On last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Dave Zukowski, the CEO of Hyundai Motor America, and in the following clip, he shares his outlook on the mobility segment. My personal belief is, is, is there's definitely going to be a sector in the industry for, for car sharing. Um, is it commercial or is it retail? Does it, does it, uh, we have, um, a, a lot of the companies are trying to get up, upstream in the OEMs and try to get their black box materials built in to uh, improve their efficiencies. And so there's a lot of conversations going on beyond, with all the OEMs and, and all the folks getting into that business. Um, it, it will um, change the market for sure. Um, I, right now, my personal gut feel is that it, it becomes almost a commercial segment, not, not retail, pure retail, not fleet, but almost a commercial segment that, that there's, a, there's another niche there that didn't used to exist. We, we look at San Francisco, and I, I don't remember the revenues for sure, but, but the, the taxi business used to be a half, a half a billion dollars in San Francisco. Then Uber came in, and the taxi business went down to about $200 million. But the total Uber and taxi business went from $500 million to about $700 million. Wow. So it created a, a new market, a new niche. And I, I sort of see that's where this is going, is there's going to be a new niche. It's not going to be um, huge. Maybe, maybe it's 20% of the market. 
Um, and that will have an overall impact on the number of, I'm probably more on the conservative side in terms of industry forecasts, because I see this change in the way uh, uh, Gen Y in particular may buy cars in the future. Or not buy them. Or not buy, they're, they're not as willing to invest in something that 90% of the time is not being used and it's depreciating 100% of the time and it's just they'll look at it a little bit differently than we did growing up. There's a lot of great insight into Hyundai in that show, including info about the all-new Elantra. You can watch that entire show right now on our website or on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching and join us again tomorrow for the latest news in the global automotive industry.